here. I forgot to turn on this recorder. Okay, we'll start again. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, live Tuesday mornings with First Seder Bismedrish at 11.30. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will be Hashem be joining this year. As I just overheard, um, Rabbi Greenspan is in Arts Israel, and I was in contact with him as well this morning. And um, he was davening at the kever of our Rebbe, Rib Shalom Abrevda, Zechreina Levracha. And I'm sure that Abrevda is getting a lot of nachas from this wonderful, wonderful program, First Seder Beis Medrash. I urge anyone who is interested in learning to find out more about it. And Bez Hashem, I'm sure Abrevda is getting a lot of nachas and will be a melitz for Rabbi Greenspan, and for all the participants in First Seder Bes Medrash. Today we're going to talk about Rabbi Yosef Karoy, the Beis Yosef, um, as we continue our series on Chachmei Sfarad. We're moving now away from the Rishonim. We talked about uh, many of the Rishonim, the Rif and the Ramban and the and the. Uh, and the Rajba, and the Ritva, and the Ran, and last week was the Rambam, and now we're moving to the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef was Nifter, Yud Gimel Nisan, Shin Lamed Hay, Yud Gimel Nisan in 1575. So the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Kara, was born in the city of Toledo, Talitula, Toledo, in the year 1488. His father's name was Rabbi Ephraim, and his uncle... Rabbi Yitzchak in his, the Hakdama to his Sefer told us Yitzchak, referring to, um, referring to his father, meaning Rabbi Ephraim's father. Rabbi Ephraim was the son of a Chacham Ha'anov, Ha'ma'usher B'chalin Yanov, someone who was um, magnificent in all of his aspects and all of his facets, Rabbi Yosef Karoy. So he was named after his grandfather, Rabbi Yosef Karay. So it's Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi Ephraim, the son of Rabbi Yosef. His mother's name was, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, Bezvav Aleph Yud Nun Hei, Buyana, Boina, something like that. Um, so four years later, in 1492, he was part of the Spanish expulsion, Girush Svarad, and they went to Lisbon, Portugal, um, that didn't last very long because a few, six years later, in 1498, the Jews were expelled from Portugal and they moved eastward to Constantinople of Turkey. Now, his father was seemed to be his, one of his primary rabbeim. The Beis Yosef brings his father in his Pirish Beis Yosef a few times in Arachayim Simen Sadi Zayin. When he talks about when you walk back three steps from an Esrei and you bow to your left side first, because since the Shechina is opposite you, so your left is the Shechina's right. Um, however, there's a problem because it says when you have to, if you have to spit during Shemen Esrei, you should spit to your left side and not to your right side because the right side is the side of the Shechina. This is a problem that the Mepharshim deal with. So is the Shechina opposite you on the left or opposite you on the right? So he brings that his father... Meiri Avi, Meiri Ephraim Kari, Zetzal Kosav, and you can look over there in Simon Sadi Zion. He wants to differentiate between the two circumstances. 
In Tafresh Nun Aleph in Hilchis Lulav and Esrog, he writes Abamari Zal Hayoimer Shein Lahatis Roishek Klape Mata. When you shake the lulav down in the downward direction, so says Rebbe Ephraim, don't turn your lulav upside down. Some shita say you should turn it upside down, and he says not to, and that is the way we do it today as well. In Yaradeya Simon Samachdalid, when it comes to the um, veins and the uh, in 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 uh, taking out the veins of a spleen for the halachas of dam, he writes Raisi Labamarizal. I saw my father Shayanizer Shalifsik Shum Chutmeham. He made sure that nothing snapped. Um, and he went to explain why his father was so careful that none of these uh, little chutim should snap. When his father was nifter, and I'm not sure exactly what year his father was nifter, but it sounds like he was a he was a child still. So then he was raised by his uncle that we mentioned before, Rabbi Yitzchak, the author of the Taldas Yitzchak, who was in Constantinople. And in fact, in Arachayim, Simon Lamed Aleph, when the Beis Yosef talks about wearing tefillin on Chalamayid, so he says, "Shamati shemikaydei I heard that in Svarad. They used to use. They used to put on tefillin and chalamayid kedivre harash, like the rush paskins, and like we learned a very long time ago when we went through the Taldus harash. Even though the rush was an Ashkenazi, he ended up in Spain and was niskabel many of his psakim. But then says the Beis Yosef, they found that the zayar, the Rav Shimba Yechai, and the zayar says you should not wear tefillin on chalamayid, and that's why the Svardim changed not to wear tefillin. Became cause of Mary Doidi and this is my master, my uncle, Rabbi Kara wrote this same thing in a tshuva. In Simon Shin Pei Beis in Arachayim, when it talks about making an Eruv and renting from a guy, the, uh, his, his areas, so you could rent from anyone who has Rishus to put something down in the house of the guy. So he writes, of My uncle wrote this in a tshuva. And in the Chuvas Beis Yosef, Evan Hoezer, a separate sefer called Chuvas Beis Yosef, at the end they bring a long tshuva from this Reb Yitzchak. From Constantinople, they went back westwards into central Turkey to a place called Adrinopoli, or in, in now it's called Idrine, E-D-R-I-N-E, and that's in central Turkey. So from Constantinople, he went to this place, Adrinopoli. Over there, um, now, it, the truth is, we find him in a few different places. The historians try to figure out exactly what the timeline is. It's not so clear. Um, but it seems there he married the daughter of Reb Chaim Ibn Albalag in Simon Shunmem Gimel in Arachayim when he talks about stopping a child from doing Isurim, being mafrish. Um, a child from doing Isurim, there may be a difference if a child is doing an Isur that is Minatayra, biblical, or if it's just Midrabanan. So he writes, A similar thing I found, that my father in law wrote, So that's where he quotes his father in law in Shin Mem Gimel. Somewhere down the line, I'm not sure exactly where and when it happened. This wife, his first wife, was Nifter, and he married the daughter of Reb Yitzchak Saba, or Saba, who was the son of Reb Avram Saba, who was the author of the sefer called Sror Hamar, a very um, early sefer on Chumash. And um, so again, I don't know exactly when that happened. 
but I, I don't think he had any children from his first wife. His children, um, as we'll see from his second wife, in Arachayim Tav Chav Hey, in um, when it talks about in Ilchus Rishchaydish, if Rishchaydish falls out on Shabbos and Sunday. So some people said, well, really, since the first day of the next month is Sunday, so the Haftarah you should lay in on Shabbos, even though it's Rosh Chodesh, but since it's Lamed, the 30th day of the last month, you should not lay in the Haftarah of Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, Hashemayim Kisi. Some said you should lay in the Haftarah of Machar Chodesh, since the main Rosh Chodesh day is the second day. So that's, yes, some said that. So the Beis of rings, and my father-in-law, Rabbi itself, he argued on them, and he, he writes there what his father-in-law said, and which is the way that we do it today as well. We lay in Hashemayim Kisi. Now, in Andrew Poli is when he started to write his Sefer, the Beis Yosef. In the end of Chaysh Mishpat, the, at the end of Beis Yosef, Chaysh Mishpat, he writes, Asher Karasi Beis Yosef, this is the Sefer that I called Beis Yosef, Kizchalti Bajanapoli, I started it in the city of Ajanapoli, Shnas Reish Pei Beis in 1522. So 1522, we know he was in Ajanapoli. Um, now, as we'll see when we get to the end of the year, we'll see when he finished and how long it took him to finish the Sefer, but that's where he was in the year 1522. It seems from there he went to a city called Nikopol. Nikopol is north Bulgaria, so Bulgaria is above Turkey, north of Turkey, and this is north Bulgaria. In Avkas Reichel, which is his chuvis in Simon Yudalid, um, and you see from the Shiloh in Simon Yud Gimel, the child that was asked to him, it's, it's clear that he was in Nikopol after he was in Andronapoli. So he writes over there, He says, I'm so busy over here. It seems he had a yeshiva there, and he taught Talmidim, he calls them Chaveirim, in the morning and the evening, and then I have my own time I need to learn. My time is all counted and accounted for day by day, night by night. I'm not able to be involved in anything else unless I uh, steal some time. So it seems he had a yeshiva there and he was um, very busy. It's interesting in our Achaim Reish Tezayim, when he talks about the brachas that you make on flowers that smell good, Barim Nevisamim and that stuff. So he's talking about roses there, and he's, there's different types of roses. He says, El Al Sheshanim I'm talking about the roses that grow from the ground as opposed to certain Viradim that grew on trees. Like the ones that grow on the outskirts and around Nikopol. So that's where we see that he was in this place called Nikopol. Paul, um, while he was writing the Beis Yosef as well. Um, it seems that perhaps after Nicopol he went back to Anjanapoli for a short amount of time. Again, not very clear. And then he went to Saloniki. Saloniki is in Greece. So he's moving even further westward. In Saloniki he um, became acquainted with one of the Gedali Hadar, Rabbi Yosef, Tatitzak, his name was Tuf Aleph Yud Tuf Tzadi Aleph Kof. He was from the Gedali Hadar, and we will speak about him later as well. And in fact, in the Chuvis in Evan Ezer, 
in the halachas of Mesiach Lefitumai Simen Gimel, he quotes this Rabbi Yosef there. In Saloniki, it seems that there was um, perhaps some type of uh, magefa, some pandemic, because there are matsevas in the Beis Hakvaris of two boys and a girl, and both of them say that they are the, or all three of them, I should say, say that they are the children of Rabbi Yosef Karoy, and it's not Mistaber that it was somebody else. And actually, in the Sefer Magid Meisharim, which is the Sefer, as we'll see later, the Beis Yosef had a Magid, a Malach, who used to come and learn with him and talk to him. It's Miram is there that his children were Nifter on a Shabbos. Um, I don't know if they're all Nifter on the same Shabbos. It's very not clear. But um, so it seems that he lost three children there in Saloniki. Um, now it also seems that in this place, Saloniki, there was also a group of Yechidei Skula. Amongst them, Reb Shloima Alkabatz, the Mekubal, is well known as the author of Lechadaydi. And um, it seems that uh, they used to come and, and, at times and learn together. There's a very famous le- letter that the Reb Shloima Alkabatz wrote about Alel Shavuos, that the Chabura was learning together, and the Magid started speaking to the Beis Yosef, and uh, amongst his words, now some people think this happened in Tzvas, but it's clear from the letter it did not, because the Magid kept on saying, Olu Eretz Yisrael, you should all go up to Eretz Yisrael, Al-Tachus, Al-Kleichem, don't worry about all of your property. He says, Maru Va'alu, quickly go up. He says, don't worry, I'm the one speaking in the name of Hashem, I'm the one who takes care of you. And this repeated itself the second night of Shavuos, and again he told them to go up, um, now the Chidon Shem Agdolim seems to say this story happened in Andrinopoli and not in Saloniki. That's why I say it's not clear, but clearly the story did happen, as Reb Shloim Alkabatz himself writes it in the letter. Now, <clears throat> in the Magid Mesharim, in Parshas Vezayis Habracha, um, when he's also urging him to go up to Eretz Yisrael, he tells him, Vezakech, I'm going to be mezaket you, litakuda b'Eretz Yisrael, to be burnt alive in Eretz Yisrael, b'Rabim, to be mekadish em shemaim b'farhesya. And you, should, you will be brought up as an oila l'ratzay namayim ezbeach, kach shloimai b'chiri, just like shloimai, my chosen one, was zaycha, the one who's called malchai, that he was, went up l'ratzay namayim ezbeach. Now it seems this Shloimei Malchai that it's referring to, there was a big Mekubal in Europe named Shloimei Malchai who eventually was burned out Kiddush Hashem in Rome in the year about 1533. So it seems that perhaps the Beis Yosef must have known him. I don't know exactly where he came across him. Um, but it seems he knew him and it seems he had this desire to also be Meister Nafshe Al Kiddush Hashem. So the Magid was telling him, if you go up to Eretz Yisrael, you'll be Zaycha to be Meister Nefesh, just like Shloimei Bechiri. Now, it's interesting. In the print of the Magim Esharim, there's a Haskama from the Mekobor of Sroya Devlitsky, Zechreinu Levracha from Bnei Brak. He was Nifter a few years ago. I was Zaycha about 10, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, to, um, to visit him and talk to him. And he writes there, that um, on every page in Magid Mesharim, the Magid, this Malach, is telling the Beis Yosef that he's going to be Zaycheh to go up and be burnt al Kiddush Hashem. He says the problem is the Beis Yosef wasn't, didn't die al Kiddush Hashem, he died in his house. And uh, some try to give Terutzim, Reb Sreya writes. And then Reb Sreya says that I saw, um, I saw that in a, in a biography on Rabbi Hanan, 
Wasserman that Rabbi Hanan asked the Chavetz Chaim this question. And the Chavetz Chaim asked, answered him and said, You should be blessed, Rabbi Hanan. And he told him, For someone who's looking for the truth, it's not a question. And for someone who's not looking for the truth, there's no answer. So Rabbi Sraya says, Vadvarim Stumim, he says, I have no idea what the Chavetz Chaim is answering. And he writes there in the Askama, If anyone's able to shed light on the Chavetz Chaim's words, please tell us what the Chavetz Chaim meant. So that's just an interesting thing from Reb Sraya uh, Devlitsky. So it seems that after all these pushes, the Beis Yosef decided in Reish Sadivov, um, in 1536, I'm sorry, um, he went up to... He went up to Eretz Yisrael. It seems on his way he, he went through Egypt and he ended up in the city of Tzvas. The Chidon Shem HaGadolim writes that when he came to Tzvas, he was already from the Gedoli Hador B'chachmu V'yira. He was all of 48 years old. Immediately when he came to Tzvas, he was appointed to be one of the members of the Bezdin of the Mari Beirav, who was the Golda Hador in Tzvas at the time. In Reish Sadiches, in um, 1538, uh, uh, the Maribe Rav decided to be mechadish the concept of smicha. Smicha, al Ramam, and it's a sugya unto itself. Smicha gives the ability of those people to judge um, knas and dinei nefashis um, and those types of things that were only done in the times of the Sanhedrin and the Beis Hamikdash, and later when there was smicha. So the only way for the Maribe Rav to get smicha was if 25 Rabbanim would give him smicha. And this is, again, a whole halachic uh, um, um, issue in how this would work. And um, so he got smicha, the Maribe Rav, and he gave smicha to four his four Talmidim, or four of his Talmidim, one of them, the Beis Yosef. Um, and there's... Some of the historians are very busy that the, that the Maribe Rav was the Beis Yosef's Rebbe, Muvok. And it's not clear how we ever came across him anywhere, because they didn't cross paths anywhere in Europe. So the Chidah says that after he got smicha from the Mari Rav, that's when he started calling him Moiri Harav. Um, so he gave smicha to the Beis Yosef, to the Babit, to the Ramak, and to Rabbi Yosef Sagis, these four um, Talmidim. Now this made a big tumult, the Maral Bach, who was the Rav of Yushalayim, was very against this. He, he argued in halacha of such a thing is even possible. And because of that, the Maribe Rav, and they all backed off on this smicha thing. Lamaisa, these four Talmidim did get smicha. They do say that the Beis Yosef gave smicha to his Talmud, the Alshech, um, as the Alshech HaKadosh as well. In the year 1546, when the Maribe Rav was Niftar Rishchidosh Adar of Shinvav, so the Beis Yosef was considered his successor, and from then on he signed first on all um, Sakim, anything that came out of the Bezdin of Tzvas, he was the first signature as the leader of Tzvas. Only in 1553 when the Radvaz came from Mitzrayim to Tzvas, so since the Radvaz was older than him, now he was only about nine years older than him, but he was older than him, then the Beis Yosef started being Mechabed, the Radvaz, to sign first on the um, sign first on the um, on anything that came out of the Bezdin. Now, describing this Bezdin, the Avkas in Avkas Roichel Simin Yudzayin, the Beis Yosef writes as follows. He says, "Vinebizman Hazer Bezdin Boyer Hazois." The Bezdin in this city, Mumchel Rabin Vegadol BeChachma VeMinyan. It's the greatest Bezdin in Chachma. It's the greatest in Minyan in numbers. Bechal Mikol Amekaymes from any place in the world. 
And from all four corners of the earth they send in the Shilas. And he says, after our Bezdin Paskins, there's no, there's no, there's nothing else. Lo Yeshuva, that's the final Psak. The Chaven Shekane, he says, since this is true, they have a din of Bezdin Hagadol, the greatest Bezdin, like the Sanhedrin. Um, the Kol Shekane, he says, that all the Kehilois of the world accepted this Bezdin upon themselves. And the basic idea was that someone was, had a Psak din from the Bezdin, and he was asking, and he was, um, he was demanding that they write why there's a constant ben halacha that you could ask a bezdin for the reasons behind their psak, and um, he felt it was a chutzpah. You can't ask that to the bezdin hagadol. And he says, if someone continues this uh, action, we will put him in cherem because he is uh, coming against this bezdin. So you see how uh, in high, what high regard he held the bezdin of tzvas. And in fact, in Chuvas Beis Yosef, there's a Chuva at the end, after the Chuva from his uncle, there's a Chuva from another, Rabbi Yitzchok Melatash, I don't know exactly how you pronounce the place, and he starts off the Chuva, and he's writing to the Bezdin, Malachi Hashem, Beidina Rabba, the Bezdin Hagadol, Goinei Tzvas, Uveroisham, the Zokein, Mereinu Rarab, Yosef Karay. So you see, that's how they refer to them as, Beidina Rabba is like the greatest, the Bezdin Hagadol. Now to talk about some of the the shilas of the times that were necessary for the Bezdin to paskin, there were a lot of shilas in halachas hatzluyas ba'aretz when it comes to trumas and maestras and shmita and these types of things. And uh, actually in our Yerucha Shiurim that I give in, in Shul twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're on, you can find them on my website, we've been giving shir on Hilcha Shmita this entire year. Um, and um, there's a separate page on my website for Inyan Shmita. So we actually went through some of these Shilas last night and last week that we're going to talk about right now. And one of them was, if you have um, produce that grows in Goyesha own land in Eretz Yisrael, and the guy is the one who actually did the Gemar Malacha, meaning he did the, the process of making it into uh, flour, and it wasn't a Jew involved in that. The Gemar Malacha, that's at the time that the produce would get an obligation in taking off Truma or Miser. So the question is, if it was grown by a guy and the Gemar Malacha was done by a guy, so the Rivash held that it's Potter from Truma or Miseris. And the Kesef Mishnah, which is the Beis Yosef, and Ilchus Trumas, Parakalaf, Halachidid Aleph, he writes, A Chachamechon got up now, and he's trying to think he's doing a favor for everyone to change the Minig, and he wants them to take up Trumas and Maestras. Now that Chacham, his name was Rabbi Yosef Ashkenazi. He was called Rabbi Yosef Hatana, the Tana. The Chida says because he was Shaina Mishnayis Benigan. He was always uh, learning Mishnayis with a tune, so they called him the Tana. Because he was always learning Mishnayis. So he's the one who wanted to change things. And the Kasa Mishnah writes, we, we have to decree, we shouldn't do such a thing. And if they don't want to listen to us, we will force them. And the Beis Yosef writes at the end, the Chachme Yehoir of Tzvas had to actually make a Gzeras Cherem that Ad Kol Yemei to the end of time, Lo Ya'asar Odom Lakuach Min Anachri If you buy things from a guy, you do not take off Maishas. They made a Cherem against that. Now the Mabit was the other leader of Tzvas together with the Beis Yosef, and they led Tzvas together. And in Avkas Reichel, there's a tshuva from the Mabit about this. He doesn't mention the Cherem there. He actually, um, in that tshuva, he's also Mekel, like the Beis Yosef. 
but he does write in certain things, like by wine, he was mafrish from wine without a bracha, and he explains why wine was different. Um, in Chuvas Mabit, Chelek Beis, where he talks more about this, he brings the cherem, and he says, why do they have to make a cherem not to take off Chumas and Maishas? Like, why was this so important? So he writes, he was making big machleksim, ben adam lechaveroi, ben ish, he writes, ben ishlari, eyu ben ishli ishtai. It was, for whatever reason, it was becoming a very big thing. Did you take off Chumas? You didn't take off Chumas. It was making a lot of machleikas, and that's why they were so stark to make a cherem. Now over there in Chuvas Avkas, Reichel Simen Chav Beis is Simen Chav Hey is the Machlaikas when it comes to Shemitah, very famous Machlaikas. If there is Kedushas Shviyas, Kedushas Shemitah in Paris of a guy or not. So the Beis holds there's no Kedushas Shviyas. And since there's no Kedusha Shviyas, so therefore it's regular fruits, you have to take off Chumas and Maisris. And if you want to listen to an unbelievable Chazanish, we talked about it last night in those Shiurim online. And um, we're talking about, so if a, a Jew did the Gemara Malacha, you have to take off Chumas and Maisris. Now, over there in the end of, that's the base of Shita, and Minig Yerushalayim is like that as well. Um, in Simon Chafhe over there, he writes, the Beis Yosef, that Ramosha, meaning the Mabit, wanted to do like his Shita, because the Mabit holds there is Kedusha Shviyas. He wanted to do it Bishmita Sha'avra in the past Shmita, Umicha Biyadai, but we protested. He says, but in this Shmita, which is the year Shin Lamidalid, so Shin Lamidalid is. 1574, this is a year before the Beis Yosef was Nifter, Hikshes Ruchai, he dug in his heels, Biyad Rama with the strength, and all the Chachmei Oir got up, and they made announcements in all the shuls, a Cherem, that no, it does not have Kedusha Shviyas, and you must take off Chumus and Maestros from the Geisha fruits, if the Jew did the Gemar Malacha, because there's no Kedusha Shviyas, you can look in the Chazanish, in the end, in, in uh, Shviyas, the end of Simon Chaf, he talks about this, there's a whole, the the next generation, the Marit, and was the Mabit son, and the Charedim and the Shla, they say that the Beis Yosef was Chayzer, and uh, he did hold it was Kedusha Shviyas, it's a big tumul, um over there. In Simon Aleph and Avkas Reichel, the, there was a Yid named Yehuda Iberlin, who came from Saloniki up to Tzvas, and he became the leader of the Ashkenazim in Tzvas, and he decided he's going to put a tax on the Tamidic Chachamim, who were exempt from taxes at the time, and um, over there again, the Beis Yosef went with a, sh- with a very stark, uh, very strong words, and he put a cherem on it, anyone who charges, I guess they were very big into these charamim at the time, um, charges a tax on the Tamid Chachamim. Um, there was someone, there was a big tumult about making the form of a lion in shuls, um, and it made a very big tumult. And um, the Beis Yosef writes over there in Simon Samach Gimel, this person didn't listen to the Papsak, that you can't do it. And it was a, 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 a gaiva, gaiva leiv. And he says, um, I'm sorry, 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 and he says, I'm sorry, he says, and the Yashakayach to the Chacham and the Chashava ones who used the government to stop him. So here he was very happy. Somehow they were able to use the government power to stop this person from doing it. And he says, and all good things should be said over in the name of these people. So it's an interesting thing. Here he was maskim and he was happy they used the government to enforce a halacha. In Sefer Charedim, Mitzvah Shuva, again, the Charedim is the next generation, in Sefer. Um, Perak Beis of Hilchas Tshuva, he writes, there was a story here in Tzvas, in Shin Ches, 
1548, with the Rabbonim, Rabbi Yosef Karoy, and he lists off a bunch of other Rabbonim as well. And this was talking about a person who would um, have relations with his wife, Shaloi Kedarka, not the normal way. And um, he writes over there, a woman came and she said her husband lives with her in Shaloi Kedarka. They put him in Cherem, and they, and they were Cherfuhu, and they said, they should even um, burn him in fire because he was doing such uh, despicable things. In the end, they, they threw him out of Eretz Yisrael. So it sounds like they even had the power, perhaps, to even kill people. It's, that's what it sounds like. Um, an interesting tshuva in Simen Chavav is L'gabe Yontif Sheni. Um, if people come to Eretz Yisrael from Chutz Laretz, do they have to keep Yontif Sheni? This is a relevant Shiloh today. V'chei Maisim Michal Yaimi says this happens all the time, every single year. They come up, Aliyah L'regel, L'shalosh Regalim from Chutz Laretz. It seemed there was a minig to come for three Regalim to Chutz, for the Shalosh Regalim. And the Beis Yosef says that they make Yontif Sheni Shalgalyas. They get together with Minyanim, they daven in public, just like they would do in Chutz Laretz. This was done, he says, Mimei Kedem from all the time, Bifnei Gedoyle Olam in front of great people, and no one ever said there's a problem, because there might be a problem of Minig if the Minig is one day, how could you publicly make two days? And he didn't seem to have a problem um, with this. Now, even though he was very busy with the Tzibor, he had a very big yeshiva in Svas, like he writes in Simekuf Mem Zayin, he says, I'm torid belimot ha-yeshiva, he says, I'm very busy with the limud in the yeshiva, besides all of the terdas and all of the things, me'oil ha-kilos from the yoke of the Tzibor. The, sefer, the, the, the author of the Sefer HaMusser um, visited Tzvas in the year Shin Chav Zayin, so that's in 1567, and he was mispoiled, he was, he was, he was awed by the limud in the yeshiva, and he writes, Lefanov in front of the Beis Yosef, Kemasayim Talmidim, Yekarim Mu'ulim, there are about 200 very special and lofty Talmidim. Say the yeshiva in Tzvas of 200 Talmidim, and this hashba of his of his yeshiva carried over even to the next generation. Um, the the Ramayshe Chagiz, the Mishnas Chachamim, Ramayshe Chagiz lived in the late 1600s uh, till he was nifter in 1750. In Mishnas Chachamim, when it comes to Derech Halimut, he writes. And I, and I made this custom Yishalayim. This is the way they learned in Svas in the days of Mari Karai. He's the one who filled the north with Chachma and Das and Yir Sashem. His generation was a Dardeya, a generation of knowledge. So it sounds like the Derech Halimud of the Beis Yosef, the Maram Chagiz in Yerushalayim, fa- followed, um, again, close to 100, over 100 years after the Beis Yosef was Niftar. So let's talk about his Sfarim. His Sefer Beis Yosef, as we said before, he started in Ajahn in 1522. And he writes there at the end of Chayshem Mishpat, Vishlamtiv Bir Tzvas. I completed it in the city of Tzvas, Yud Alefelel, Shnas Haboiker, which is the year Shin Beis, 1542. And then I continued to correct it, and Uva Madura Tinyanim, with the second version, until the year Daish Shin Yudalid, which is 1554. Now the first version, the Madura Kama, was printed in Shin Yod in 1550, and the Madura Tinyana was 1554, he finished it. Now he explains why. He talks about in the Akdama, he writes, because it's been a long time in Golos, and we went... Um, 
And we went uh, all different places and so many tsaris, and it's kufa zula tsaris one after the next. He says what happened is the Torah just didn't become into two tsaris, like Chazal talk about. When you do different minhagim, the Torah lays his guide to do, don't be different groups. The Torah will be like two Tyrus. He says, not like two Tyrus. I'll look at Tyrus and Misbar. We've been so spread out and so much Saras, there's like numerous. Ain't Misbar. You can't even count how many different Tyrus there are. So therefore, I felt the need, Ani Hadal, to make a safer that includes all the dinim that are relevant and to show where they come from in the Gemara with the different Svaras of the Paiskim. And I decided instead of repeating a halacha sefer, I'm going to put my sefer as a, a commentary or as a uh, next to, to be saimichit to one of the paiskim. So I thought maybe I'll make it as part of the Rambam, because he is the paisik hayoyser amafur samoylam, the most famous paisik in the world. He says, but then I changed my mind because, and we mentioned this last week in the Rambam, that one of the tainas in the Rambam is, because the Rambam just brings one svara. He just brings one svara. He doesn't bring anything different, just a psak. And he says, I would have to um, be myrich to write in length to write the svaras of the other paiskim. It's just too much work. So I decided that I'm going to put it as a, a part of the Sefer of the Arba Turim, the Bala Turim. Because he brings most of the, of the Ashitas of the Paiskim. Um, now he says the only problem is that if you go through all the Paiskim, he says Taisvis, the Ramban, the Rajba, the Ran, they have all different Tainas and Rayas to all the different Shitas. Like how am I going to make it simple? So therefore I decided I'm going to base my Psakim on Gimel Amuda Hera, the three pillars of Hera, the Rift, the Rambam, and the Rush. And whenever, we're going to go with the majority. So if two of them agree to one Psak, I will pass in like that one. And in a place where one of them doesn't say what he holds and the other two argue, so how will I pass in? Then he says, I will look at the Ramban, the Rajba, the Ran, the Mordechai, the Smag, to see how they paskin. So that is how he set up the Beis Yosef. He looked at those three paiskim and went with the majority um, rules. Now, he continues and he says, the mafteach of the tour is very short. In other words, the simonim, what everything is about, is very short. So I decided to make another mafteach that's going to show all the dinim that there are in that simon. So when you look in a tour, not the old tours, you have to look at the new tours. In the beginning of each simon, on top of the tour, before he starts, there is a list of the dinim that are going to be listed in that tour. That was written by the Beis Yosef himself. And then, on top of the words of the Beis Yosef, he is going to write any dinim, remoze dinim, that he's mechadesh in that simon in his own pirish. So these are the things that he added to the, to the tour. And he called, he says, I called my Sefer, Beis Yosef. Now the Chidon Shem Agdalim writes, he has a Kabbalah from Ziknei Torah Vayira, that this idea of basing the Psak on the three Amudei Haira, the Rift, the Rambam, and the Rush, the 200 Rabbanim agreed to the Beis Yosef's um, idea. So he had 200 Rabbanim who agreed that this should be the Mahalach. And... Um, Therefore, they said that anyone who follows the Beis Yosef Psak is really following the Psak of 200 Rabbanim. Now, the, the Chidar writes that Kala Yisrael needed this Sefer. The door was Shrichem Le Sefer Zeh, and there were three Rabbanim of the generation who were Ro'i 
to write this Sefer. The first one was Rabbi Yosef Titzak, as we mentioned before, that the Beis Yosef met him in... Um, the Beis Yosef met him in, in Saloniki. So he was one of the Gedolim who was Roy to write it. The Mari Ben Leiv was another Gadol in Europe at the time. And the Beis Yosef. And the Chidah writes, Mina Shamayim, they allowed the Beis Yosef to do it because his Anivus and Visanusa Hayaseira, his great humility. Now, <clears throat> the, um, there was a lot of uh, pushback on this. This was a new Chiddush to write a Sefer like this, the Beis Yosef. And um, as we know, the Ashkenazim were not so happy about it because the, even though the Rosh was Ashkenazi, but the Rambam and the Rif were Svardim. So it was two against one. They weren't so happy. We talked about this in the Shir and the Ramah. And because of some of these, now the Svardim themselves had some tainas on this, um, on some of the Psakim. Because of this, the Beis Yosef wrote another Sefer called Bedek Habayis, meaning checking over the house of the Beis Yosef. And, but it was never printed um, in his life. It was printed about 30 years after he was Nifter. And by the third printing already, it was printed as part of the Beis Yosef. So now when you learn Beis Yosef, you find the Bedek Habayis in the middle of the Beis Yosef. You'll find the pieces of the Bedek Habayis where he defends himself. Now, besides for that, the Mari Ben Leiv from the other Gedolim of the time, he was very upset because this is a way, you're not going to learn Gemara, you're not going to learn the Rishonim, it's going to be Mamayit, it's going to diminish um, learning it thoroughly, um, and he made a decree, and as Talmidim, they're not allowed to look at the Sefer Beis Yosef. Until one time, they couldn't find a source for something, and the Mari Ben Leif himself couldn't figure out where the source was, so they found it in the Beis Yosef, so the Mari Ben Leif says, it seems that from Shamayim, they want that the Beis Yosef should be nispashe b'chaloylam, should be spread out in the entire world, and therefore, he rescinded his Gezer and his Talmidim from looking at the Beis Yosef. Now, after he finished with the Beis Yosef, he started writing the Shulchan Aruch. In Akdama to Shulchan Aruch, he says, I decided to gather together the Psak Halacha in a very short way. Every person will know the final Psak Halacha. And I divided it up into 30 days. Meaning, the Shulchan Aruch, when he wrote, the Beis Yosef wrote it, it was a 30-day program to learn all Dalit Chalkei Shulchan Aruch. Learn a piece every single day, and every month you will have reviewed all of your learning. Um, not only that, younger Talmidim will learn it so that they have a girsa diyankasa, they have from their childhood, a childhood, they'll have misudar b'fiyam, they'll have the halacha very arranged in a proper way, in their mind, so that later on when they learn, they'll have it all misudar. And I called it Shulchan Aruch, a set table, because in it you'll find kominei taimim aruvim, all different types of gishmaka tastes and, and pleasurable um, tastes. Now again, of course, as we know, the Ramah wasn't so happy with this, because again, he did not bring the Ashkenazi Paiskim, and that's why the Ramah wrote his mappa, his tablecloth for the Shulchan Aruch. We gave a share on the Ramah last year, his Yartzit is coming up in Lag Ba'imer, and you can listen to the share on the Ramah. But of course, even though the Ramah argued on the Beis Yosef, he had the great covet for him in a tshuva and simim memches. The, the Ramah writes, kalachayla So he has the utmost respect for um, the Beis Yosef. Now, if you look in the Hakdama to Mishnabura, the Chavetz Chaim writes that the Beis Yosef's kavana was, his intention with writing Shulchan Aruch, was that you should first learn Torah and Beis Yosef, and then to come to the final psak, you can look in the Shulchan Aruch to see how to paskin the final psak. That was his intention, um, Lechatchila. Lemaisa, 
like we said before, the Ashkacha was Nispashet. It was spread out to Sefer in um, all around the world. The Shulchan Aruch, Bechol Haaretz, in Ashir and the Ben Ishchai. We quoted the Chuvin Rav Paulim that he said, even if a hundred Rabbanim argue on the Beis Yosef, we don't listen to him because that is our Kabbalah. Rav Chaim Palaji and Chaim Biyad Simon Kovches, he writes, It's a play on words. The, the Moshlim say, the people who say a parable, they say, Go to Yosef, what he says you should do, um, like a play on the Pasuk. Vigam, he says, and not only for Svardim, he's upset at someone who went against the Beis Yosef. He says, not only Svardim, even Achenu Reivvenei Ashkenazu Poilin, our brothers of Ashkenazu Poilin, they passing like the Beis Yosef in places the Ramah doesn't argue. Over there it was that the person passing like the Taz against the Beis Yosef. So he's like, first of all, we passing like the Beis Yosef, we're Svardim. And even Ashkenazim, they don't pass like the Taz over the Ramah, they go with the Ramah. So he was very upset at that person. But you see again, the, was this fashion in Klai Yisrael to Paskin like the Beis Yosef and like the Shulchan Aruch. We mentioned the Sefer Magid Mesharim before, which is the Malach, the Magid that was sent to the Beis Yosef and learned Torah with him and told him different things. His Sefer Kesef Mishnah we mentioned before on the Rambam. He brings sources from the Rambam that the Magid Mishnah perhaps didn't bring. He answers questions that the Ravid asks on the Rambam. He has Chuvas on Evan Ezer we mentioned before. And he has a sefer called Klali Hagemara as well. And then we mentioned the Chuvas Avkas Reichel. Chuvas Avkas Reichel, we mentioned Kamat Al-Shir. These Chuvas were only printed about 200 years after the Petira of the Beis Yosef in 1791. There was a lot of um, sketchiness. Is it really, could you rely on it? Could you not rely on it? Till they figured out that not all the Chuvas are the Beis Yosef. Some are the Mabit, as we mentioned before. So that's Chuvas Avkas Reichel. The Chidah in, in his Svarim, Nois Dalid, says that there are drushes. He says, I heard that they printed drushes from the Beis Yosef, he says, but I, I haven't seen it yet. Now at the age of 80, his second wife was Nifter. Now his second wife had a child, his son Shloimeh, who was one of the Rabbanim of, um, of Kastandina, which is um, Constantinople, I think. Um, as we said before, it seems he had three children from her that were that, that were Nifter in uh, Saloniki. So at the age of 80, he married his third wife, the daughter of Rav Zechariah Zechshel Ashkenazi. I think he was a Rav in Yerushalayim. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. And in Shuvah Savkas Reichel, Simen Chavtes, the, the Beis Yosef writes him, Eishayla, Mayri Chami, and, um, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Mechachme Ashkenazim Yerushalayim, I have it here, he was one of the Mechachme Ashkenazim Yerushalayim, and he had a Ben Zekudim named Yehuda. Um, at the, over the age of 80, he had a Ben Zekudim named Yehuda. Yehuda is the one who printed the Beis Yosef Svarim after his Petira. And like we said in the beginning of the Shir, he was Nifter in 1575, Shin Lamed Hey, Yud Gimel Nisan. Um, he was um, 87, um, 87 years old, and he was buried in the city of Tzvas, and um, they say, Mi Yosef ad Yosef, leikom ki Yosef. From the days of Rabbi Yosef to the days of Yosef Karoi, leikom ki Yosef, there was no one like him. The Shulchan Aruch, mi pivanu chayim, this is how we live our lives through the Shulchan Aruch. Schusa yogin aleinu, have a wonderful day everybody. Kaltov.